Welcome to Acquisitions Anonymous. Today's podcast is about a killer deal uh, that we were so excited to see. It is a chain of three Las Vegas downtown wedding chapels. Uh, it operates with some crazy numbers, two and a half million or so in revenue and almost half of that in profit a year, all from people wanting Elvis to marry them in Las Vegas. So uh, Bill and I had a ton of fun with this one. Hope you do too. So thanks for being here. And here's the episode. Our sponsor today is Near. Uh, here's the deal. Remote hiring is expensive and hard. Uh, and Near is a company that makes remote hiring simple and affordable. It's the easiest way for U.S. companies to hire remote talent in Latin America. You can expect smart, very motivated English speaking talent in your time zone, saving 30 to 70 percent per hire compared to similar U.S. talent. Uh, Near offers a deal with no money up front, low cost hiring, and zero risk to you. And you'll have a dedicated recruiter with a database of over 16,000 pre vetted candidates available to go through. You can use Near to hire for all types of roles accounting, finance, sales and marketing, ops, virtual assistants, software engineering, and more. And Near will handle all of the payroll, compliance, and onboarding, making it super easy for you. You can learn more at hirewithnear.com or email CEO Franco at hirewithnear.com to hire some folks today. That is hirewithnear.com or Franco at hirewithnear.com. Thanks. All right, Bill. Uh, we have a listener submitted deal that's so good. If we don't do it today, we have to quit the podcast. That's how good this deal this is. This is an emergency acquisitions anonymous podcast. We got we got this deal in from a listener, and Michael texts it out to our group. Emergency podcast. This was an hour ago, and we're, here we are. <laughs> we're going live. It all, it all caps. <laughs> so, okay, let's get into it. Okay, okay. All right. So uh, this is so cool. Uh, it makes me want to buy an Elvis suit. We're going to do it. Okay. So it is from First Choice Business Brokers, the number one world's authority in business sales. Uh, and they are located in Las Vegas. The title, I hope you're all sitting down. The title is Three Las Vegas Wedding Chapel, chapels, plural, on the Las Vegas Strip, netting over $1.2 million a year. Located in downtown Las Vegas, this ask this wedding chapel chain is priced at $3.4 million. It does $2.4 million in weddings per year. Total adjusted net income is $1.25 million. So they're asking $3.4 for it. It does $1.25 million adjusted net income, has $60,000 worth of fixtures and equipment, and it is established in 2018 and is located in downtown Las Vegas. It is represented by the very perky-looking Trent Lee LLC, who is located in Las Vegas. Uh, and Bill, you will be happy to know he is wearing a coat. Uh, appears to have shaved today and is neither touching his face nor wearing a hat, which are our business broker, <laughs> our business broker peeves. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So here's the description. Now is your chance to own three Las Vegas strip wedding locations. Seller is semi absentee. And according to his tax returns, nets over $1.2 million. The seller has years of profitable history and is moving out of country, which is the reason for the sale. According to the seller, a new owner operator should easily be able to earn the same amount he has netted. This turnkey business is extremely profitable and all staff are willing to stay for a new owner. For information, including a detailed confidential opportunity summary with financial information and photos, please email Trent Lee at Trent at FCBB.com. They go again through the financial information. There is lease information listed here. 
So they have a base rent of $9,300 a month for 5,100 square feet. It expires in 2024. And there's an option for one additional five-year period after that. So your your um, space is locked up through 2029. They've put $250,000 into these wedding chapels uh, and have 10 full-time employees. The seller will do a 14-day training period uh, and has a licensing requirement, which is a handbill solicitation license and wedding chapel license. So what I understand it from the handbill solicitation license is if you want to be one of those people that hands out flyers on the Las Vegas Strip, you have to have this from the city. And of course, there's a wedding chapel license that I assume comes from the state and county. And the reason for selling is the seller is moving out of the country. So Bill, let me ask you this. Are you ready to dye your hair black? Get one of those Elvis 79 jumpsuits and move to Vegas and make a lot of money selling this, uh, buying this uh, wedding chapel I, business. I picture that's what you have to do in order to hit the true SDE number. Like I picture that the owner <laughs> is dressed up as Elvis marrying people on the Vegas strip. And if you don't want to be dressed up as Elvis, you got to hire an Elvis impersonator. That's how I, that's how I picture this business. But so the first thing I did was wonder how many people are getting hitched for $2.4 million of top line revenue. Right. Uh, so I did some Googling. Um, there is, I just plucked this off the front page of Google. I have no idea if this is the businesses for sale here uh, at all, but this is the Graceland Wedding Chapel, Las Vegas. It's Elvis themed. It's kind of everything you pick with a wedding or you picture with a Las Vegas wedding. They've got packages as low. The traditional wedding package is $249. So I don't know. I don't know what you spent on your wedding, Michael, but this is a deal. Uh, $249, it goes as high as $499, which is the Las Vegas VIP wedding. And you got to, you're suggested to tip both the minister, the photographer, the limo driver, uh, and then you pay a marriage license uh, of a couple bucks to the state of Nevada. Uh, so unless I'm like really not understanding like the amount of upsells that go on here, which I imagine there is a ton, like average ticket here is like 500 bucks, I would think. So that's a They're lot. Doing five thousand weddings. weddings a year. That's a lot. <laughs> I, that's, that's like fifteen a day. Yeah, 15 a Do day. they have a drive-through? You got three <laughs> locations, right? It sounds yeah. like. So you're doing five a day, moving through. Ooh, that's high throughput. Uh, there's got to be. It, there's got to be a bunch of you know upsells that they hit you on the way in. I mean, you're going to pay extra for Elvis. You know, if Elvis is going to sing, you got to be paying for that. I mean, that's got to be the whole deal, right? Like in other. What, what do these 10 people do that they have? I mean, how many Elvises do you need? Uh, well, they have three Elvises. One of them's got to play the organ, and, right? One of them's got to be the yeah. photographer. Like, I bet there's all these different, you know, think of everybody that participates in a wedding. Yeah. Well, then there's somebody's, somebody's, <laughs> it's just so cool. I'm sorry. I'm just like totally for Clemson. Again, as an, as an example. So I'm on this, this Graceland Wedding Chapel's website. They give an example of a ceremony yeah. uh, where okay. <laughs> this is a, a two couple ceremony that they're sketching out here. So you can get married double wedding. Uh, the Viva Las Vegas package, $249 Add a second couple for $75 Add a second set of flowers for $40 sales tax of $43. You're out the door for $407 plus tip for everybody. You're out the door for $567 is what they say. You've got two couples married for $567 roughly with flowers for everybody. Um, but what's interesting about this is it does show kind of the level of upsell that's going on here, right? Add a picture package, add a second set of flowers, add a song by Elvis, you know, add a engraved plaque, add, 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 add. 
Um, so, I mean, on one hand, I like this business because I think people are begun married in Las Vegas until the end of time. You know, like I don't absolutely. This doesn't seem like a thing that is that is trendy or that is going away. Um, so I kind of like it's in a durable market. It's kind of fun. so. Let me let me let me stop you there and interject. I would actually tell you that I think that this market is going to keep growing because every like Gen Z that I talk to is starting to get less and less enamored with the I'm going to have like a giant like destination wedding wherever. Right? They are. They just they do not see. You know, you talk to my kids who are teenagers; they do not see any val- validity in this thing. And my kid, believe it or not, like I've been watching my kids; they're kind of messed up. This whole new generation—they, every single kid that I know comes back and says, "I'm not trying in this class." And then you say, "Why?" And they say, "Because it has no utility whatsoever." Because every single one of these kids has grown up like watching YouTube. And they all like, they've only watched practical, useful stuff because that's what YouTube, it's either entertaining or practical. That's it. So they don't understand why I'm in seventh grade and I got to read the outsiders. Like they don't get it at all. It's like, well, you're learning how to learn. They're like, I already know how to do that. I open up YouTube. So <laughs> anyway, that all just ties back to these people. Like, I think this is going to get even bigger. Like, I think, I think it's going to keep growing. Yeah. I mean, so, anyway, basically like elope to Las Vegas for, I bet, I bet you could go crazy for a thousand dollars at, at a Las Vegas wedding chapel, maybe even a couple thousand dollars, right? Like that's the the top end of the ticket, I would think. Uh, uh, it smells like my last trip to, you know, I took my son to Six Flags in Mexico City and uh, I did not live tweet this experience. Uh, so I'm sorry, it wasn't as good as my France trip. But um, the, uh, the thing that happened, which was just crazy, was how much they had in terms of price discrimination, where it was just like, you know, you go to Six Flags in Texas, um, and we have three of them here in Texas. You pay 80 bucks and then maybe you get a VIP, skip the line and it's $120 or whatever. And that's the most they do for price discrimination. The one in Mexico, it was like 25 bucks to get in, but then they just hit you over and over again. Like every stop, like there was this one part where they had you walk through the little carnival games in order to get to any rides whatsoever. Like a, just like this choke point where like you, you had to like avoid dropping 20 bucks on like plushy games games that give you plushies anyway like i i would bet you i bet you there's no way the average ticket is less than a thousand bucks on this oh, yeah. you know i haven't gotten the sim but i bet you the upsells go nuts by the time somebody's done i bet it's four or five grand a lot of times that's the whole ball game of this business right i mean there, I, I, the way i see it on this business you basically got two levers how many people can you get in the door and how much can you charge them like how much can you upsell them, right so like if i'm diligent this business diligencing this business i want to understand how do you guys do marketing? As you mentioned, Michael, I think they've got a handbill license. So are they like, they got armies on the strip? Like, do you want to get married right now? Like passing out flyers? Like, does that work? <laughs> What's the attribution on that? Is it more about, you know, their trip advisor ranking? If you Google Las Vegas wedding chapel, which is what I just did, the whole first page is like top 10 Vegas wedding chapels, which tells me that there's probably a lot of SEO marketing going on. You know, you could probably pay your way into some of these listicles. You know, I want to really understand where these customers are coming from. And understand if it's, if it's, uh, if they're going to take more of my margin. So like, so like pretty much like the person, if you rank number one for top 10, uh, you know, wedding, Vegas wedding apples, they can raise the price on you by a ton before you're going to cry uncle. So I want to make sure I wasn't totally dependent on, on a, a source of leads that I didn't control. And then I just want to say, how optimizes your upsell? You know, I would, by the way, I would definitely go get married there. I would get secret married at the chapel I was looking to buy and just see how much I got upsold. Like, see how they really ran the thing. 
I'll go with you and I'll be Mr. Mr. Delisandro. Yes, there you go. Just for you. Just for you. <laughs> we'll tweet the photo. We're, we're, we're not taking it past that, but I will be Mr. Delisandro just for this episode. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, the thing I also love about this, like I don't know if you've ever looked into like the funeral business and what they do to upsell you is like I I hate and I love the funeral business, right? I love it because it's so beautiful of what they're doing to people. Like they're taking advantage of them in this like really infirm time that's only going to happen once that their mom dies, right? And it's like, are you, are you sure mom would be happy with a $3,000 casket? Don't you think she'd like the $14,000 casket? So I love that because it's kind of beautiful with it's like Ferengi-esque, like taking of money out of people's pockets. But I also hate it because it's like, I feel like they're taking advantage of vulnerable people and it just goes on and on. Right. And I've seen it happen to my family where I'm like, Oh, these people are just taking advantage of us. And you, you drop the 18,000 bucks on the funeral and they do it at 90% gross margin and sell you the box and the ceremony and all that kind of stuff. And you move on and it's a once in a lifetime thing. The cool thing I like about this is it has some of the same dynamics where you have people that are, this is the only time they're ever going to get married you know, in the next couple of years until, until they go to a second marriage. And like, at least, at least it's preying on something positive, you know, or it's like, Hey, you're getting married to this person that you maybe just met at the blackjack table at circus circus. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, but it's the same kind of dynamic and beautiful, like what the, what the funeral, you know, the funeral home people do. Yep. You know, speaking of like upsells, I was sitting here fiddling with my wedding ring. I guarantee you this place sells rings. I mean, I like, I wonder if this is a jewelry business with a wedding chapel attached you know i mean it's i would so i would just love i mean i've never been married at a las vegas wedding chapel like in order to understand this industry you have got to fly to vegas and get fake married or maybe real married i don't know uh at at a las vegas wedding chapel and experience all the upsells uh as you mentioned that's and, and i want to break it down too like if it turns out you don't make any money on the 400 dollars wedding package and the whole thing is selling people wedding rings you know, I'd want to really understand who's my vendor for that. Like, how does that all, if this is all just elaborate lead gen for rings, I'd want to understand that too. Yeah. I bet, I bet you there's, I mean, they're, they're selling you champagne. They're selling you chocolate packages. They're putting you together with like a, they're selling you a dinner package that they got to be doing the whole thing. My buddy just actually did this. I should probably talk to him about it. He didn't invite me to the wedding. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of which, I, I don't know if you've dealt with this, but like, have you dealt with like, uh, your teammates, like your colleagues getting married and like the whole dance of like, you know, do you invite your boss? Do you not invite your boss? They usually come down like, on just kind of invite your boss side. I invite a couple of them to my wedding actually, but I usually don't get the, get the invite. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I just, one of my teammates is getting married and he's like an awesome person. And all he talks about is this wedding. Cause it's like that his wedding and the 85 other weddings he's going to this year uh, are like what he does every weekend. And um, so I just, I was eventually just like uh, trying to put myself in his shoes where I was like, well, I bet he, I bet he struggled with this. Does he feel obligated to invite me? And I was just, I just came to him one day and I was like, Hey man, I would like to get you a gift. Number two, I want you to know, I didn't expect it to be invited to your wedding. And I think you should have it a ton of fun without me around being, making things uncomfortable. Like, uh, so, which was great, which was great. But then he thought I was trying to weasel into getting invited. And I was like, no, I'm not coming. <laughs> it's in Maine. I'm not going. Yep. Yep. I can't, I can't fly on the way to Maine for your wedding. I'm sorry. Well, you know, the interesting <laughs> thing too about this business is kind of, you know, as you mentioned, there's the whole, you got to fly in, right? People come in, 
you know, you got to eat dinner. Like maybe you want to do, you know, a bachelor party the night before in Las Vegas. And if you've ever been to Vegas, you know that this like whole town goes around on referrals and lead gen and, you know, and promoters and all this stuff. So I would imagine like the, the optimum, like if you're good at this and you can get your, your tendrils into the plane flights and the hotel rooms and the dinner, the bachelor party the night before and the celebratory honeymoon at the Mandalay Bay or whatever, you know, like you could probably rack up a bunch of other ancillary income streams, even on stuff you didn't sell with affiliate arrangements. Yeah. Do we think, do uh, that leads me to, to wonder about this. So there's three different chapels. Do we think, do we think this owner has done price segmentation around that or optimization? Like, do we think one of these is optimized for the fly in crowd who's premeditated and looking for you on the internet or the, the bigger spender? And then there's another one that's like over the top cheesy. Um, I mean, that, that'd be something I'd be very curious. Like, how has he segmented this or is it just three like me too down market kind of thing? That would be super smart because you could try to, you know, share leads between them and move people around. Uh, I also wonder, you know, Michael, this is, comes back to the classic point you always make on a real estate business. You did mention that their lease is locked up through 2029, which is awesome. You know, I do wonder how much of this is foot traffic and how much of this is, you know, you pick up a flyer, you get in a cab or a black car and you drive there. You know, how much does location really matter? I'd want to understand that. So I understood how big of a problem I was going to have in 2029 uh, when the landlord wants to re- double my lease. Yeah. Well, I do, I do recall, and I haven't been to Vegas in years. Like I kind of grew out of going to Vegas. Um, and, uh, like I do recall when you go between downtown to the strip, there's a bunch of like chapels, at least three or four, you know, along that route. Um, so I think that's another consideration. Like to some extent you are selling a commodity here beyond whatever positions you've gotten in, in, uh, in the SEO stuff or in Google. And then secondarily, like your network of stuff, I think is also a moat around this business, but by and large, it's pretty low cost required to start when these up, right? You rent a building, you hire an Elvis impersonator and you get 60 grand worth of, you know, furniture's fixtures and plastic, plastic flowers. So I think that'd be the other thing I'd really dig into is how durable is this revenue and profit going to be if other people are coming in? Um, the good news is on the other side, you're selling stuff at incredibly high margin. Like it looks like if they have 10 employees and they're paying rent and they're paying those guys, and then they're keeping 50% of the revenue as profit. Like that's, that's a pretty good sign. There's a lot of ability to keep paying more for, for lead gen and that sort of stuff. Um, so anyway, maybe I just talked myself into a circle of like this deal more and more, but that, that would be other stuff I'd be worried about. Are more people going to open one of these right around the corner from you? Well, that's a really interesting point, right? Because you mentioned it's commodity. It's easy to start up. There's not a huge barrier to entry on starting up one of these. And there's more than three wedding chapels in Vegas. So you're selling a commodity. You don't often see a business selling a commodity service at a 50% EBITDA margin. It, it just doesn't typically happen. So I, I would want to know you know, maybe it's really hard to get a wedding chapel license, right? And they're not handing them out. Like that would be great to know, like a taxi cab medallion or something. Maybe it's an artificial monopoly here, right? I'll give you, I'll give you another one that's running it, uh, a business consumer one that's running at 50% funeral homes. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's like a level. I told you, like you're, you're the catching at the beginning or the end. There you go. So, so. like, I want to understand what is it that these people are earning super normal returns on capital, right? You know, 50% EBITDA margins on $60,000 of FF&E. Um, that's freaking amazing. 
So what is it that's letting them win? Are they better digital marketers? Have they got the on the strip flyer handout hustle really nailed? Do they have the the upsell dollar extraction game? Like what is the part of this business that is better from a business perspective from all the other chapels on the strip? That's what I want to understand before I owned it. For sure. Well, I mean, I think to also to go about your your idea of buyer business fit, you know, this we're the types of things we're talking about to really, you know, bring a lot of value out of this business require you to go get your hands dirty and spend time with the type of people that are hanging out at a Las Vegas strip, you know, uh what's what's a nice way to say it? Strip wedding locations. And and these people are not like are uh, people are not getting married by and large at three PM on a Tuesday. Like that's the other thing about this, like you know that? I'm sure there's some I don't that, know. But I bet you I bet you your most valuable clients are interested in getting it married at 1 a.m. when they take the Uber from or the <laughs> when they take the limo from the blackjack table at Circus Circus. Wait, they tore down Circus Circus, didn't they? I could have heard of Luxor. It's a terrible hotel. The Excalibur. I used to by the way, I used to stay at the Excalibur because we would play poker there and the best part of it is they would let you play with coins. So it was we would play one dollar, two dollar, or fifty cent one dollar poker. Anyway, that was back in high roller gridly days. But anyway, I mean I think that's the other part of it is unless you have a good general manager on site, which hopefully this does, like there are going to be problems at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday and you have to make sure that somebody's going to be there to take care of that stuff. When somebody gets drunk and goes crazy, the bride barfs on the, you know, the altar, like all that stuff is going to happen in Vegas. Cause I, I don't know if you've heard Bill, but crazy stuff happens in Vegas. That's right. I mean, that's, you would have to just not be phased. Like, you, like there's an SOP for when the bride vomits on the altar. Like, yeah, we know exactly what to do when this happens, right? You know, like it happens once a week. Uh, and maybe that's how they talk about, you know, price discrimination or customer segmentation. Maybe it's not three different locations. Maybe it's by time of day, right? The premeditated folks, you know, the fly in, they take the 3 p.m. on Tuesday slot and the 1 a.m. on you know, on Sunday or Saturday slot. That's a whole different customer. Uh, this is amazing. So one, one thing I think worth digging into is it just a? Uh, it just occurred to me these may be COVID-adjusted numbers, like big time, Ooh, right? Because point. because you know COVID. Well, I what I talked about with my um, with my colleague, you know, it literally the poor guy. Like I was like, "What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to a wedding. What are you doing next week? I'm going to another wedding. What are you doing the weekend after that? I'm going to another wedding." All those people who didn't get married in 2021, guess what they're doing this year. They're getting married. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So I would definitely want to have historical financials before betting on this. And maybe it, it isn't really two and a half times EBITDA. Maybe this is really five times EBITDA when you do a five year average on what their revenue has been. That's maybe, maybe that is why this seems so cheap. This is a COVID, a COVID blip trailing 12 months, 2022 number. Um, and that has me scared. Totally could be. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Because on one hand, like Vegas shut down completely with COVID in 2020. But then Vegas opened up decently quickly, I think. And while a lot of the other country was, you know, people's wedding plans had gotten blown up. And you're like, oh, we missed our wedding date. And people are like, screw it. Let's go to Vegas and get married. You know, they're probably a big bump there. Yeah, that's what I'm betting on. The thing, another thing that always amazed me, and I, today seems to be an episode where I'm like, here's this random observation. <laughs> but anyway, the, um, the other thing that always that amazed me was, you know, the things, some of the things that didn't close down during COVID time. And, you know, the, the thing that kind of blew my mind was liquor stores, right? Did you ever notice that? Like liquor stores were deemed essential businesses. 
That should tell you something about liquor. <laughs> that was really interesting. Yep. Oh, and they crushed, right? Do you see all the stats about you know the, the yeah. increase in at-home drinking as people weren't drinking at bars? Crushed. Yeah, people were doing that and baking bread at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are counter-cyclical. Great businesses. Dude, I got a newsletter the hell out of this one. This is a good deal. I want somebody to go try to buy this. The other thing about this is the size is good. Like this is definitely like SBA loan. You know, this the the owner is retiring to move out of country, um, probably joining everybody else and moving to Portugal. And um, you know, maybe you could get them to contribute some of the equity for you. You know, and, and really reduce what you have to put into this whole thing. I mean, this definitely feels like one where you could come up with a couple hundred grand of equity, do an SBA loan. And then you have, you know, the, the seller with uh, hold a note on full standby and really lever the heck out of this thing. And it's the type of business I think you'd want to do it. Um, yeah. Stable demand just, just because of the high gross margins, high, gro- high margins. Absolutely. Yeah. I, what, what's interesting to me is he's got three locations and it was started five years ago in 2018. So I wonder if he bought it, or if this guy is is an Elvis impersonator and thought, gee, I should open a wedding chapel and before you knew it, it was three of them. And now he wants to move to Portugal. You know, I'd love to understand like where this came from. Um, you know, because he spun these three locations in five years. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. And also it's not like Vegas weddings are a new industry, right? They've been on this, but this is not the quickie Vegas weddings have not been there. They're, they're part of the reason why people went to Vegas, quickie weddings, quickie divorces. But, um, like it worries me that maybe the mode around this business isn't as good as we think, given it has become such a sizable thing since 2018. Um, and maybe this person bought it then, which is a good sign, but if they just started at DeNovo in 2018, it makes me wonder like, What's stopping somebody else from starting one of these? Right. And did they take $1.2 million of EBITDA out of the pockets of the existing wedding chapels? Or did they somehow expand the TAM for people getting married in Vegas? I don't know. Okay. Let me give you, let me give you a, make this a home run idea on top of all this. Okay. All right. TV show Pawn Stars. Okay. You, You know how that's all kind of staged, right? It's all faked. Um, but you do a reality show with your wedding chapel as the center of the whole thing. And you follow like three weddings along at a time, follow the people coming in from wherever the hell they're from. They fly in. Then there's just drama ensues. Cousin Susie goes nuts. Drunk cousin Jim does crazy stuff. And you know, then you do exactly what Pawn Stars did. Oh yeah. And then best part, you triple your rates after the show. Cause now you're famous and now it's not modern anymore. You're the, yours is the only trap chapel that was on Vegas wedding disasters. On eat. (laughs) 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 Oh man, it's so good. Dude, on that note, like this is a cool one. So if anybody knows anything about wedding chapels, definitely hit us up on Twitter, uh, or, or drop us a note. Uh, and just a reminder, we have a newsletter for the listeners that every time there's a new episode, we send a link to the deal and we, we alert you that it's available.